across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Susie Thorpe. Cambridge 105 Radio. Very excited to be able to introduce you today, Alex Innes. Now, he lives with RP, which if I get correctly, is retinitis pigmentosa. And he is an incredible chap because he run he ran before getting this hereditary um, condition and he continues to run for charity to help blind charity. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Very nice to have you here. I'm very excited. I was delighted you were able to say yes because we were just talking about getting getting in on a Sunday. And it was so easy to get into Cambridge, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very smooth getting in. So, Now, tell us, Alex, you were always a runner. Yep. Right from the word go. I don't know when from the right go. You've loved running. And then about three years ago, something happened in your life. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I've always been a bit of a runner, um, just on a you know on a, a on a hobby basis. Uh, never took it that seriously then. Um, but it was only until I lost my sight. Uh, in 2016, um, when um, my condition, as one of the many gifts that it gives you, as I like to call it, um, I had to have my cataracts removed at the age of 27, and um, which is you know unusual, unusually young, uh, and unfortunately um, it didn't go according to plan, regardless of what the doctors have told me. Um, so I went from 85% vision um, down to seven. Wow, that's that's really that's really a shocker, isn't it, for you? Oh yeah, I, too. Uh, I mean, gosh, I don't know what to say except that must have been very very hard for you to take. You obviously warned, but I don't think anything can warn you for that, can it? Oh no, um, you know, I mean, naturally, uh, took the wind out of my sails, and um, and you know, and a whole new new adjustment and trying to figure out things um, in my life. Um, so I had to go back to square one almost, and. Um, you know, you know, swings and roundabouts. Now, this condition, RP, retinitis pigmentosa, you said is hereditary, and you knew of the condition when you were younger, is that right? You knew you had it? or Yeah, yeah you did. So you were living with it, mm-hmm. but it just happened at a 27. Things had to move on, but it wasn't quite the way you wanted to move on, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a bit like that. I mean, there, there were symptoms of it growing mm. up with it, um, but it wasn't enough for me to get too hung up or too upset about because I still have my independence and and I think there probably was a bit of a deniability and naivety um, because I just thought, well, if this, if this is it, then it's not that bad to me. But then, I well, know... You have an amazing character. I really do. You're a fantastic, upbeat um, person, and I really admire you for this, and I think it's great. It's a, it's a lesson for all of us, actually. But when that happened at 27, uh, you obviously had support from family and friends. Did you... Is that something... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a problem with sight loss is it doesn't matter if you have a great support network, mm. you still feel very lonely and very isolated uh, as well. And I went through, you know, quite a tough period in terms of, you know, as I say, said earlier, of deniability, I, I suppose. And so I, I try to carry on as normal as it, if nothing has, ha- has happened. Um, but actually, I never. It took me a long time to deal with with the issue um, until I had that tipping point, I suppose. What was your tipping point then, Alex? What What made it turn around for you? Because I feel like you have turned around, and you you're so uh, just just so upbeat about things, which is fantastic. So, what what tipped it? I think it's. Um, 
I think it's because I fell out with a lot of people, like my friends, family. Um, I was very angry, very bitter, and um, you know, you know, I was a little bit more excessive with certain things, whether it's you know alcohol or or anything like that. You know, anything not good for you. But um, and yeah, and so I just fell out with a lot of people, and eventually, I think I think as well. Every time I mentioned my my condition, I got very emotional. I couldn't talk about it, and. Um, and I, you know, I couldn't understand why I was getting so upset. I mean, and I, you know, reality. Looking at it now, I was grieving. I just never dealt with that grief. And um, I mean, I just had this particular tipping moment, uh, tipping point. Sorry, where um, it, I hit rock bottom basically. Yeah. And then, and after that, I managed to move forward after that. And I thought, you know what, you know. It was around about Christmas, that two years ago or a year ago, and I said, look, start a new year, come a new year, healthy mind, healthy mindset, healthy body, and um, and move more forward. So, yes, yeah, so mm. and so I've been a lot more happier and a lot more focused since then. But it's sometimes a case, isn't it, where I think everyone's very similar in that sense. When something goes wrong in their life, you have to hit some sort of level before you can come back up again, and and I think most of us have been there in that sense. But were you? It's it's always a case, is it, of being sometimes frightened to ask somebody, isn't it? You you think you need to take it all on board yourself, and you can't. You have to handle it yourself. Did you find that was the moment? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, part of it is that, but I think the the reality is as well. There's not actually enough resources or advice out there to give, because when I got told I lost my sight, instead of being pointed in the direction of what um, you know like an aftercare team in in terms of equipping you for independence I just got shown out the door and so so you know so I walked out the door trying to process the information I was given but with no fault or no um um anywhere to go to yeah and so so I had to figure it out for myself and um I'm, 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 you know Matt wasn't easy especially as you can't you know you can't read much material that's in front of you or have energy equipment or the tools that have been given to you but I'm not the only person that goes through that because uh, the reality is there's not enough resources anywhere sure you have your more fields and you might have certain hospitals that have a specialist eye clinic but they don't have the aftercare team and the information resources to point you in the right direction and so, so how did you then how did you then try and access this what made you want to make improve your and everybody else's life that actually suffers from blindness what was the what was the way for you then um for, for me um i think it's, i think there was like in certain some some points of determination to try and find the answer but then there's some things i do believe is by sheer luck and you know and the charity that i work for and fundraising for support for sight i discovered them by sheer luck wow um, how did you discover them by luck then well what actually was... it wasn't even me it even <laughs> discovered them you know um unfortunately there's not enough of a profile of a charity which is what i'm trying to do right but my girlfriend discovered them by accident in in, a t- in, in the town, in the city centre, and thought, right, I'll take some information from you. Oh, what, you're based here? Since when? How long have you been here? And I must think they had very little profile. And um, I mean, I kind of got in contact with them afterwards. And um, and yeah, and you know the rest was history, as they say. And you and the running that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've been running before, and then now you're running with a limited amount of sight. You obviously had to have run with a guide as well. Is that right? Uh, yes. How how did how did that feel when you were suddenly able to be very independent and run on your own, and suddenly you were guided with mine? Was that quite hard to adjust to? 
It was for me, yeah, yeah because I knew very early on I'd, I should have a guide, but I didn't want one. Um, so I carried on as normal. And, and I've, you know, I've risked, I pretty much risked it. And I shouldn't have done, and I wouldn't advise anyone to do it. Well, you were actually running on your own without having anyone... Well, I did a London Marathon on my own. Wow. Um, You're kidding. Yeah. Did you really? Absolutely. 7% vision on my own. Um, you know, June, June 2016, I lost my sight. Uh, April 2017, uh, uh, I won the London Marathon. So in less than a year from losing my sight, I ran the London Marathon... What was that like? I mean, how did you do that? That's fantastic. Well, as you say, fantastic, but you don't recommend people do that. Is that how you felt after you'd done the marathon? But congratulations for finishing it and doing it. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Um, I definitely wouldn't recommend anyone else <laughs> doing it, but um, but I did it because... Well, no, it didn't make me think afterwards I needed a guide after that. Okay. I thought... I thought I got this, you know, um, <laughs> I don't need one. I just proved myself I don't actually need one. But actually, so that was a little bit, um, you know, I think it was a bit deceiving to myself. But, uh, but sometimes, well, but no one could take that experience away from me because I did that and and I proved myself that, you know, it's, I think that was almost like a springboard for me, but there is still life after sight loss, whether you're still in denial or not, if that makes sense. Mm, very much makes sense. Well, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I want to keep you here, Alex. I just want to get some travel news sorted because I want to go back. We've got a few more things I'd love to talk about, obviously, the up-and-coming Cambridge Half Marathon you're doing, but sure. we want to talk a little bit more how you've been able to really challenge yourself and push forward because it's a, it's a very interesting inspirational moment I think here so just bear with us Alex and we're just going to have some travel news Ian. Now, still continuing with my great, lovely guest here, Alex Innes, who is here in the studio to talk about the condition RP, which to you and I is retinous pigmentosa. And it's a condition that Alex had and had a life-changing moment at the age of 27, which you said you now have how much percent of eyesight do you have now, Alex? I have about 7%. 7%. But my goodness, with that 7%, you have achieved so much. You are an absolute inspiration. We were talking about the London Marathon that you completed in 2017. How did you feel after completing that? Uh, Honestly, it's one of the best days of my life. Um, (laughs) Good for you. You know, I've always wanted to do the London Marathon, and I said I would do it before I was 30, and and I could never get in on the ballot. And so when that that moment I was losing my sight, um, I thought, well, I'm, I'm doing it now. And so I just joined up. Uh, to a charity uh, which wasn't a support for sight it was another charity called Retina UK okay um, which was specifically for RP yes that's right and um, so um, in that four or five months I raised £5,000 <gasps> and um, wow yes were you, were you scared about doing the marathon I mean most people are scared about doing it because they know they can't they'll I don't know if they can keep up but you sound that you are very fit and as you say you've done running for a long long time but did you have a fear because of your sight lack of sight uh, maybe but <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you uh, my attitude have always been the only reason I'm still alive today because my stubbornness because I'm very stubborn and so, again, I think there was that arrogance, that naivety, and my sheer stubbornness to keep doing what I do. I don't think I've realised the, the gravity of, of the severity of, 
of what it could be. But um, because my attitude was very much was I wasn't doing anything different than anyone else. I get the impression from anyone that goes through any sort of change in their life that you actually start to recognise your own personality and your own what you can do and what you can't do and did, did you find that your personality changed a little bit in the sense that you were more determined than ever before i suppose so yeah i mean it's definitely made me much more humble about uh, things it definitely made me it brought me down to earth a little bit i suppose as well um because you know at the time i had a really good career and you know what was your career what you were doing are you still in that career did you say not anymore no so are we allowed to know what your career is oh you can was, yeah uh, yeah i mean every day i used to work in music um okay doing marketing and events um, right for festivals yeah yeah but now you're doing this fantastic job literally giving people some um a platform onto this condition and really helping other people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great to meet other people, you know, whether they're young, old, doesn't matter, all walks of life. Yeah. It's um, trying to help give someone, equip them with the advice and the independence that, um, that they deserve like everyone else do. Now, with, obviously, you are still running, which is great, you have to have a guide runner as well, don't you, when you do any of your running now? That's correct. And... Is that something that you want to help more people to have uh, a guide runner, or is that something that's out there? Is that part? What it, what's sort of the main theme about what you want to help support for uh, for site charity? Uh, well, for me, more than anything, it's to try and um, create uh, an awareness and and looking for potential opportunities to collaborate with uh, local and corporate businesses uh, for get like with all charities uh, need funding. And, uh, and, cha- and support for site is no exception to that. And so, so we're always looking for opportunity to, to collaborate and expand because support for site is a growing charity. There is a demand out there. There's one in 35 people uh, that will lose their site in their entire lifetime. And it's very important that uh, people know their resources and facilities that we have because, you know, I like... Unlike a lot of the major uh, charities, we are at grassroots level where we're on the field doing the work, and we're and we're not far from your homes. So we want to be able to facilitate that and uh, and help as much as we can. And and the demand is growing. Yeah, exactly. And it is, and then you're making it possible as well. Now you've got uh, I was saying you've got the half marathon, the Cambridge half marathon coming up, mm-hmm. and you are advertising. You've got a fantastic. I've just been looking at your Just Giving page here. You've got a picture of you looking very cool with your band and your headband, and you're obviously you you've won yet another medal. How many how many medals have you been collecting now, running in these fantastic events? I don't actually have that many because <laughs> yeah. um, um, I've got pain for them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, uh, I've probably got about four or five, but wow. you know, um, but that was my most recent half marathon, which I done back in September last year. Now, with a guide, mar- with a guide runner, you have. How do you work together when you have a guide runner? How does it work? Do they have to be at the same pace as you? Uh, yes, Obviously, yes. That's yes, they do. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, and do you have to interview them? Do you have to say, "Are oh, you my same pace?" Or do they? No, no, not like that. I mean, uh, I, 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 ideally, I would like to get them to do be the same pace. If they can keep up with me, or or I can keep up keep up with them, yeah. then great. You know. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, um, it's just like, well, what's your time? Can you do it? Right. 
here's the clear instructions on how I think you should do it, but then make it about your race as well. It's not just mine, it's yours to do whatever is easy for you in terms of voice command. Um, you know, I've always say, don't speak as much because save, save yourself a bit of energy because actually um, you, you waste energy by sp- talking too much anyway. Yeah. So keep it simple. So, you know, I have one guy trying to tell me, oh, there's a little girl there, she's got, you know, pigtails on. I don't need to know that. Just tell me <laughs> if, if she's in the way or I need to get around. I don't care if she's on a bike or not. Just like, yeah. keep it simple. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, I think you're right. Sometimes it's it's lovely because you both of you are running. You don't have to make conversation, which is such relief sometimes because you said when I'm running, it's just exhausting trying to talk, as you quite rightly say. Mm. But actually, you make friends, don't you? Actually, make I bet you've made some great friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been very fortunate. Um, uh, I moved to Chelmsford um, in uh, September 2018, and so at the time I was still running unguided. And it was only until I moved to Chelmsford where I had no context, don't know the layout, don't know anything about Chelmsford. Um, I, I I couldn't run. No. I just I had no idea of the layout. And I just, so, so to speak, I couldn't blag it. And um, so I, I got in contact with the park run director in Chelmsford. And, uh, and he put me forward to an amazing lady called Sue Mapes, who was organising guide run, runners for visually impaired people. Um, that goes to the park run. Oh, and um, Park Run's amazing, actually. It's absolutely incredible what they've done that Saturday morning. So let's talk about support for sight mm-hmm. because this is the charity that you are working for mm-hmm. and raising funds and awareness for what they do. Now, you are doing the Cambridge Marathon and you've got this fantastic, as I said, Just Giving website. Alex is running again. I love that. Alex is running Cambridge Half Marathon 2020. And you also have an Instagram. Remind us of the Instagram. What is that called again? Uh, my Instagram account is called Blinded by the Run. That's right, Blinded by the Run. Uh, why have you... I know that sounds a really obvious question, but why why is it called Blinded by the Run? Oh, it's obviously a wordplay. Yeah. Um, uh, but more than anything, it's to document uh, my guide running. Um, yeah. Because before... No, do you know what? I, I keep seeing photos of me with guide runners, <laughs> and so I thought, do you know what? Let's make a make a thing of it. And do you know what? It's still just sheer fun. You know, I don't take it seriously at all. But I think it's quite good to have that platform to show other visually impaired runners or or other visual visual visually impaired people who might want to run and so if they can get the confidence and the motivation to do that and get in contact with their park run or their local athletics club to um, have a go you know more than anything it's just about doing it absolutely and, um, well I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted so we want to get this across because justgiving.com and it's forward slash fundraising forward slash Alec Alec C-I-N-N-E-S 89 Alec Innes basically with the C is that Alex yes and then you've got your um, the Instagram as well as well which is fantastic I wish you all the best I really really do and I think you're doing an amazing thing for uh, people that you know want to continue with their life continue with normality and that's what it's all about for you and for everyone is that right 100% yeah well it's been such a pleasure having you here today Alex I wish you all the best and if you want to donate please do go to justgiving.com forward slash fundraising as well and of course I think the other thing as well that you also are trying to get more and more 
uh, people with uh, the same condition you to have to you're looking for guide runners aren't you as well that's really important is it yeah it's always good to have more uh, guide runners because you know uh, just quickly like running is a very solo sport so people are not necessarily going to think about others so if we can get people who can help others to achieve the target that they want to achieve and that's always a bonus. And I've got to say, um, I haven't been running for a long time, but it is really nice, even if you don't talk to the person all the time, it is really nice to run with somebody, isn't it? It is. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I, I love a social chit <laughs> uh, But sometimes, what, the beauty about running on your own, yeah. you, you can just run on your own. <laughs> but oh, sometimes uh, when you run with a guide, you know, they, they went, oh, you're a bit quiet. I was like, yeah, because I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I absolutely agree with you, but I just think having that person with you, um, I used to run with my daughters, mm. and we didn't used to talk that much, but I just knew they were there, yeah. and that's what I loved about it. So I think it's a really nice situation to be in if you have to be in there. It's really good. But absolutely. Alex, thank you so much indeed, and I wish you all the very best. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This is Susie Thorpe. Cambridge 105. Radio.